How's it going, everyone? Welcome back to the 24th episode of Critically Incorrect. I'm joined today by Charlie and Justin, if you both wanted to say hi. Hello. What's up? Yeah, pretty exciting week. Uh, we just finished watching the Ratchet and Clank State of Play, so definitely got some exciting thoughts there. But as we always start off these episodes with, what have you guys been playing this past week? So I guess we'll start with you, Justin. All right, cool. So I finally finished uh, university for this year, so I'm basically done. I've been uh, chilling the past week, playing lots of games, and yeah, I've definitely actually played a, like a decent amount for once. You know, the past few weeks I haven't really played much, but um, I guess I've started off with some. I started with some CS. I, that's been a game that I've been playing basically every day the past week for at least for like an hour or two with friends. Um, I've also played some uh, Fall Guys Season 4, which is good. It's, I don't know. That game's just fun to go back to, like, every once in a while. So, um, I've been doing a bit of that. Uh, a bit of Rocket League as well. And on PlayStation, I started Resident Evil 7 because, uh, Village is coming out next week and I definitely want to, you know, beat 7 before I get into that game. Uh, other than that, some Call of Duty because of the update that came out. I played a bit of that as well. And what else? I guess some NHL on the side too. Oh yeah, of course. And yeah, I'm pretty sure. I think I want to say that's it. Yeah, it's basically it. Been it this past week, but yeah, I'd say I've definitely been playing a decent amount every day past week. I know. I know. Like four people are now playing Resi Seven, so it's definitely. Yeah. I think everyone's trying to play yeah. that game before. Uh, I'm like, I think like, Charlie also played it last week. I bet, yeah. right? Yeah, I replayed it last week. Yeah. Nice. Anyways, speaking of you, what have you been playing? Um, it's been pretty quiet this week just because I've been pretty busy with work and stuff, so I, I haven't played too much. Um, I did start up Dying Light, I played a bit with Brandon, um, and I've been playing a bit on my own as well. Um, I'm actually really getting into that. Um, I'm a lot further than I was when I've played it in the past, so I've started to unlock more abilities and stuff, and like the parkour is really cool, um, and the crafting system and stuff, so I, I'm having a lot of fun with that, and I'm definitely going to play more um and then other than that it's mainly just been like cod and league really um i've been getting back into warzone with the new season so um there's some cool map changes and stuff there so i've just been mainly playing solos and stuff on that um but apart from that um i did end up playing the other um resi demo the the castle one just because i had the the demo still installed and like the night it was up I saw it on Twitter and I was like, eh, whatever, I guess I'll, I've got nothing to do. I'll, uh, I'll play it. Um, that was pretty cool. Um, yeah, it's just like, just more resi really. It was just more something to do. Like I, I feel like it didn't really show too much cause it was using a lot of the same environment of the, uh, maiden demo. So you explore a lot of that. It's just, there's a little bit of, uh, combat in there with some of like the weird, uh, vampire looking guys and, um, just walking around the environment. A lot of uh, Resi 1 vibes with, like, the, the castle with the mansion um, looks kind of very similar, and some of the hallways and stuff are really cool. Um, so, uh, yeah, I'm looking forward to playing that next week. Uh, but that's basically it, yeah. Nice, nice. Yeah, like you, I also played the castle demo. I definitely liked it a lot more than the first demo. Um, definitely gave me more of, you know, what I loved about 7. Uh, I definitely see what you mean by it kind of being, like, first person resi one in a way just because of that castle location and like near the end you start getting into like new areas that you didn't see in that maiden demo which is really cool um yeah that game's actually out just next week so that's also very exciting kind of sneaking up on me 
Uh, besides that, I was able to go back and I finished Resi 5 with my friend. Uh, yeah, we only, we, I think we were like a few hours away from beating that game and we found the time to knock it out this week, so definitely glad I did that. And then I'm going to be playing Resi 6 here soon as well, although not sure when uh, I'm going to find the time to do that, but I'll figure it out. Isn't, it, it's, isn't that game long? It was like it's like 40 Resi hours. 6? Resi 6 yeah. is 40 hours? Like 30 hours. What the yeah, hell? Yeah, because it's got like four campaigns. See, so yeah, it's like shit. 20, 25 hours. Yeah, then I'm definitely not beating that anytime soon. <laughs> yeah. Uh, besides that, not honestly too much. I played a bit of Dying Light with Charlie, and then I played like an, like literally 20 minutes of Fall Guys with Justin. And, <laughs> one game, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I literally played one game with him. And then I think that's pretty much it. Yeah, that's pretty much it. I'm looking forward to playing Returnal tonight. Um, and yeah, that's about it for me. Anyways, out this week, as I just hinted, you know, hint at, you know, we're literally hours away from Returnal releasing, so, yeah. And then, I guess, while we go into gaming news, I guess I'll bring this up right here in the beginning. Returnal reviews are now out as of this morning, we're recording this on Thursday, and the game's reviewing really highly. It's actually pretty surprising how high this game um, is rating. I believe it's at, like, an 80, what, 86 or 83 on Metacritic? 83? 86 last 86. time. 86. 86, yeah. goddamn. Yeah, getting lots of nines, getting lots of eights, you know, even some mid nines. It's kind of crazy. Uh, people are saying it's like one of the best, you know, first PS5 games that's showing what the potential of next generation is. Housemark's best game's been thrown around like everywhere. I'm um, definitely looking forward to jumping into that tonight. Kind of staying away from the specifics of it because I obviously kind of want to go in with my own, you know, you know, no bias of what to expect, right? So kind of been my philosophy with that game so far and i'm looking forward to jumping in that tonight do you guys have anything that you want to add based on what you've been seeing online of returnal um i just i mean i've seen like uh you know like bits of a, f a few different reviews and yeah generally like it just you know it looks pretty good um i am not i'm i'm waiting uh to pick it up i'm not getting it tonight just because i'm playing resi 7 right now and then resi 8's coming out next week so i'm gonna wait for a bit for the price to drop but yeah like it looks super fun um, and I don't know, maybe, like, I'll, I'll wait and see what you guys think, like, when you guys play it. If you guys tell me, like, it's, like, really good, I might pick it up. We'll see. I don't know. It's just, you know, kind of busy with the current game I'm playing and Resi coming out next week, so. Um, but, yeah, other than that, like, all the gameplay that I've seen looks great. Um, and then now with the reviews being, like, 86, you know, you couldn't really ask for much better, so. Yeah. Nice. Charlie, you're also planning on picking it up. Did you want to talk about that a bit? Yeah, I mean, uh, I'm looking forward to playing it. Um, annoyingly, I don't think I'm going to have a ton of time to play it this week, but I'm I'm definitely looking forward to it. I am a little bit worried, like, after seeing reviews about how long it is. Like, some people are saying they've played, like, 25, 30 hours and haven't beaten it, and then it's, like, some people are saying it took them about 30 hours to beat, and then I've seen some stuff about the Platinum because it's so luck-based and stuff being, like over 100 hours to get and i'm like uh i don't know if i have the time um but yeah i'm really looking forward to it i think it looks great i haven't seen too much like um i tried to stay away from story stuff so any of the footage i've seen has basically just been sort of basic gameplay of like the first biome or so um basically what was under embargo um when previews went up at the beginning of the week um but yeah it looks really cool i'm excited to play it and it's uh it's cool that it's reviewing really well it's reviewing higher than i thought it would so um that's really cool to see yeah definitely i agree with that i didn't I think it was going to review that high well so hopefully it just means that hopefully we'll see another house mark collaboration with sony or something in the future mm -hmm. step into this work 
Anyway, speaking of PlayStation news, we all just finished watching the Ratchet and Clank state of play that happened just about an hour ago or so, and yeah, I mean, ultimately the state of play was advertised as like a general state of play, but it was mainly a Ratchet and Clank state of play, right? Um, they started off with two smaller announcements. Uh, they kind of showcased what Subnautica Below Zero was going to be like on the PS5, um, so that looked pretty cool, and then Among Us was announced for PS5 and PS4 as well, which interestingly enough also has like some Ratchet and Clank cosmetics. Um, so yeah, if you're into that, that was announced there as well. I think most of us really were here for Ratchet and Clank and definitely that was what this was for. And my God, did that game look amazing? Um, yeah, I was honestly kind of surprised by how good this game looks, especially considering we just got Miles Morales from Insomniac. Um, I definitely think that this is like the first game for me, at least that really feels like a next gen only game. Like clearly, you know, Demon's Souls is really great on PS5, but that was a remake and it still had kind of those same philosophies like you're just loading in the levels faster right but here they kind of demonstrated like a bunch of stuff in terms of like you know going between worlds while in the middle of a boss fight like stuff that's only really possible on ps5 given its ssd and just yeah i guess i'll let you guys speak on what you guys thought so far in ratchet what you guys think um i mean i thought it looked really good um I, I don't know, because for me, Ratchet is always, like, it's a game series I've enjoyed, but I wasn't, like, super hyped about Rift Apart or anything. Like, I'm excited to play it, um, but I didn't feel like I needed to see much more, so I'm kind of glad. Like, I watched this, and, like, I don't feel like I learned too much. That I, I think towards the end, they maybe showed a bit too much. Like, they showed quite a few different things he was doing, um, and I would have maybe wished they didn't show as much. Um, but overall, like, visually, it looks... It looks more impressive than I thought it would, to be fair. It's a, it's a bigger jump graphically than uh, I thought it would be. The ray tracing looks amazing, so I imagine a second playthrough will be needed to platinum it, so I might have to do, like, a, a second playthrough on, like, 1080p60 with ray tracing or something, um, just because I want to play it in 4K first, but I'm not going to use, like, the 30 FPS mode, so... If it's anything like Miles Morales, they might have like a dynamic ray tracing with 60 FPS or so. That's what I was saying. Yeah, that's what they did. So it was a 1080p 60 uh, mode. So I'd I'd probably do that on like a second playthrough or something, just so I can see Mm -hmm. it without having like I'm not worried about playing on like a big TV or something. Um, But yeah, no, I'm I'm really excited to play it. I think it looks great. The the new weapons and stuff sounded cool. I, I, I didn't like the presentation of, like, they had to keep pointing out all, like, the Here, this is what happens when you use the triggers or the haptic feedback or the audio. The, even the man talking about it sounded like he was being forced to talk about this stuff, um, which it just made it sound kind of gimmicky. So I hope it's not annoying and it's actually cool because it does worry me that some of the, the adaptive triggers and stuff might get annoying, like, if, if games overuse it. So... We'll see how that turns out. Um, but yeah, overall, it looks really cool, and uh, I'm excited to play it now. Yeah, it's only like a month away, so... Yeah, it's like five weeks or so. It's crazy. What about you, Justin? Yeah, I'm pretty much in the same boat as Charlie. Um, you know, I've all, I've been, like, looking forward to, you know, the new game for a while, but I haven't been extremely hyped, right? So, I mean, yeah, like, I guess the wait is kind of, like slowly narrowed down um and now it's only like five weeks left and you know i haven't been like super excited um you know up until this point really but yeah nonetheless it looks like really good um the graphics were insane i i love the you know all the particle effects and everything and when you're like you see the all the riffs um and the fact that you can just basically like uh change riffs like instantly it's crazy um i'm interested to see how like 
because they showed basically in the gameplay they showed how um the gameplay with the two you know ratchet and rivet right so i'm interested to see um how the gameplay changes between them i assume not too much maybe just like different weapons i guess i think the main thing is going to be ratchet when you're playing as him you don't have clank which was a big part of some of the other ratchet like ratchet games like uh crack in time um so you're going to still have those traditional ratchet and clank feel when you're playing as rivet because obviously you'll Mm -hmm. still have clank on your back but as ratchet you're going to be also you know kind of playing a bit differently because you don't have clank with you yeah Yeah. yeah nonetheless like i don't know it just looks great um and once again, it's only a few more weeks away, so I'm definitely gonna, you know, pick it up day one and play that right away. So yeah. <laughs> awesome. Yeah, I was really impressed by this. I was always kind of like, I wasn't like worried about certain things about this game. I mean, I, like, I'm a big fan of the like older Ratchet games um, in terms of like the art style and stuff. So when it started going back and like, you know, PS4 and stuff started like changing up Ratchet and Clank, I was kind of like a bit hesitant on that. I wasn't the biggest fan of the remake um, in terms of like Ratchet and Clank as characters and stuff. And while they didn't really dive in on that in this game too much in terms of like the state of play presentation, um, just everything else kind of so far is making me really excited about this game. Um, For the biggest thing that kind of shocked me was just how big this game is. Like based on that Gamescom slice gameplay, it was like a very linear section of the game that was like a set piece, right? But this area, like the state of play, showed off like many different planets that have like these open areas, collecting gold bolts, um, a bunch of a different of modes that, yeah, mm-hmm. a bunch of different modes that are you find like with traditional Ratchet and Clank games that are pretty big. Just looks like a big step up. I was saying it in a call with some friends, and I was like, this looks like the most radical Ratchet and Clank that we've gotten in like I, w- I want to say years, but like honestly, we haven't really got many games to warrant saying that. But like since I don't even know, maybe like the first PS3 Ratchet. Um, definitely looks like it's shaking a lot of things up, which is really cool, and definitely looking forward to seeing where it goes. Um, yeah, I'm really excited for this game. I don't want to see any more because I'm honestly really sold on it now. Um, yeah, just the atmosphere is crazy. I think I tweeted out um, pretty much a comparison because I replayed Ratchet last year, and I was like in the city environment, and I was like, damn, I can't wait to see what the PS5, you know, rumored Ratchet and Clank looks like, and seeing like how that game looks compared to what we just saw today is like night and day. Like it's I didn't expect to see, like, such a big transitional jump. Like, it really feels like it is a PS5 Ratchet & Clank game. Like, it's crazy. Like, as a kid, I never would have thought that this game would have looked... Like, the series could have looked this good, so I couldn't be more excited. But anyways, we have other new stories, so we're going to move on from here. And, yeah, definitely looking forward to, you know, playing that game here in a few weeks. Um, so, PS Plus games were announced this week. Obviously, you know, as we're entering May, this is always a standard for the end, like the last week of April. And I'd say it's kind of... I, a lot of people don't really like this month, and I agree. Like, it's nothing really too crazy. Um, I always try to remind people that, like, at least with the PS5 side of things, there's not many games out that you can really give away right now. So, you know, it kind of makes sense that a lot of these are always end up being free updates. But and is what we got is Wreckfest as our big PS5 game, right? So Wreckfest is a game that was on PS4. Um, you know, it's a car game. I believe it's uh, more on the focus of, like, slamming other cars and destroying them. Um, so that's going to be getting a free PS5 upgrade, and, you know, as PS Plus members, we'll get it for free. PS4 is getting Battlefield 5 and Stranded Deep, so yeah, if you care about those games, you get those. I know a lot of people kind of at least have Battlefield 5, uh, so it's kind of an alright month. Me, personally, I'll be trying out Wreckfest, probably. Battlefield 5, I don't really care about, to be honest. <laughs> I'm waiting for Battlefield 6. What did you guys think about this month? Did you think it was good, bad, in between? 
It's pretty whatever. Uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, I mean, it it seems all right. Like Wreckfest is a is meant to be really good. I personally haven't played it, um, but I know it's meant to be a really cool, like simulation heavy, um, like demolition derby type thing. But you can do like actual uh, like rally races and stuff. So that looks pretty fun. Um, I don't know too much about Stranded Deep, and then Battlefield Five isn't like I don't think it's that great. So. <laughs> um, yeah. I, I might give it a download and try it out just because the Platinum's pretty easy, so I might just leave it on there and maybe dip into it occasionally, but um, yeah. For me, like, this month is just okay. Um, there's nothing too crazy on there. Yeah, I almost bought Wreckfest, like, a few months ago, so I'm really glad I waited, and especially since it's getting a PS5, you know, version. Like, I imagine they'll probably do some cool stuff with the dual sense, so I'll definitely look forward to that, but under two games I don't really care about. Um, you know, not every month can be good, so yeah, just all right month. Anyways, another news: Microsoft is doubling down on their PC commitment. They kind of released like a blog post today, kind of detailing what they've done so far in the past and what they're planning on doing in the future. Um, two updates here were pretty much you know sizable. So for starters, they announced that Halo Infinite is going to be getting multiplayer cross save and cross play. So it looks like they're really doubling down on Halo being like a really good experience on PC um, this fall with Infinite, which is really cool to see. Um, so yeah, definitely if you like own an Xbox and want to play on with, you know, with your PC friends, you could do that and vice versa, as well as make sure that your, you know, information and levels carry over, which is really cool to see. And then probably the biggest one out of this was the fact that they're actually cutting down their, um, essential, you know, fee with distributing on the Microsoft store. So what we have currently is a 30% fee. This is one that's also found on steam. So 70% goes to, you know, developers and the publishers, right? And obviously, Microsoft would take a 30% fee, similar to how Steam would. Um, they're cutting it down to 12%, which is actually matching what Epic is doing on their own platform. So I think the biggest thing here is it's probably putting a lot of pressure on Valve. I'm not sure if Valve will answer because they kind of don't need to. They're kind of still the big juggernaut on PC, but they're definitely, you know, trying to, you know, it's definitely going to give Valve more pressure now that more than one store is definitely, you know, giving this 12% fee. I don't think Microsoft Store is necessarily the biggest one. Like, not many people buy games on PC there. I, I could, I'd probably even argue that Epic is, at this point, bigger than the Microsoft Store. Um, but still, you know, pretty big. So, I guess, Charlie, do you have any thoughts on this, considering you're a decent, you know, PC gamer? Yeah, I mean, it's cool to see they're doing it. I think you're right in saying, like, not many people use the Microsoft Store. The only game I feel like people probably use it for is Minecraft, because like that's where you have to buy it if you want like the windows 10 version because i don't even think you get it on game pass on pc yeah, um, so yeah that's literally the only game i think people would use to uh to buy stuff on there but yeah i, I don't know what this will mean for steam like i don't think they'll do anything um i, I also think it'd be like it's not particularly beneficial for them because Valve is a very weird company, and if they were to do something like that, it would probably affect the entire way the company works. Um, because the the actual development side of Valve is very reliant on how Steam works. And so when it comes to, say, when they made Half-Life Alex or any future projects, they don't necessarily have budgets for games. Um, just because of the way that their monetary income is from Steam, they don't really have to worry about it. Um, and if they were to lower like the, the fees to be on Steam by that amount, it probably would take a big toll on how they develop stuff, and they would probably have to start actually 
um, having like budgetary constraints on how long a project's in development for and how many people they've got on that team and things. Because right now, like Valve is a very laid back company um, just because they can chuck so much money into that stuff. So um, I don't know if it would be the most beneficial for thing for them because everyone at Valve is not used to working like that. Um, so we'll see. But yeah, for, for now, I don't think this will have an effect because obviously everyone still buys on Steam. And until the day when people start moving to Epic and stuff, which probably is not going to happen for a long, long time, um, then Valve don't really have anything to worry about. So they'll keep with their fee, you know? Yeah, exactly. Justin, do you have any thoughts on this at all? Uh, not really. Um, <laughs> the only PC games I really play are like on the Steam. So Yeah, exactly. Yeah, so I've been saying it for like the longest time. Like Epic needs to invest more in their actual like launcher. Like that's a area where it's like probably the main reason why I don't really play many games on Epic is because you know all my stuff is essentially on Steam. Like I'm not even talking about games. I'm just talking about like the way I play PC games. Like I know everything on there. It has so many features. Like they're still waiting on basic features for years now on uh, Epic Games Launcher. So yeah, they definitely gotta work on that. I feel like that's like a thing they're not kind of realizing. Like you can't just buy games, right? And like keep games exclusive. Like you actually have to serve that PC gaming audience, especially since PC players like having so many options and stuff like that. Uh, yeah, that's always been something I think they need to work on. But cool nonetheless to see that Microsoft, you know, is you know doing that. I was gonna say as well, yeah. like um, in this news, they also talked about how like they are planning to sort of revamp their current Xbox app, which is an oh, absolute yeah. mess. If anyone uses it on PC, like they know that app kind of sucks. Yeah, um, I don't know when they said that's gonna come out, but they did say they're working. It was sometime on that, right? later in the year, yeah. Mm -hmm. um, and like the the interesting thing about that is there's been a ton of rumors that Game Pass might come to Steam. So to me, this kind of said that's not happening now because why bother revamping your app if you're just going to move everything over to Steam? Because obviously you've got EA Play you can now get on Steam and stuff. So subscriptions are already on that platform. Um, so it wouldn't... I mean, it could still happen. I don't know. Um, but again, now that they've lowered this fee and stuff, I don't know if that would affect it. Um, so, yeah. Yeah. Anyway, speaking of free updates as well, Mario Party, this was one that... It's, like, only thing Nintendo could do is just randomly, like, at the end of April after, like, this game's been out for, I want to say, two and a half years at this point. They finally decided to drop a multiplayer update. Essentially, Mario Party has always been, like, a big, heavy seller for Nintendo, right? But people always criticized it because it only had local multiplayer. Obviously, in this day and age, and especially given the last year, like, people would wish to be able to play these, like, you know, big Nintendo games, especially these party games with friends over the internet. But you sadly couldn't do that until just this week now as Nintendo finally launched a multiplayer online update for Mario Party. So crazy that it took two and a half years. Nintendo is such a weird company. Such a wild card. <laughs> I gave up on this update. I never bought the game because it didn't have an online kind of component to it because I just don't really have people to play with, you know, that want to play Mario Party with me in person. So, yeah. You two have any thoughts on this? I don't think I'm still going to buy the game now, but... Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. It's kind of a weird one. It feels like... I mean, it's there for people that already have the game. I, I think I jokingly said in the Discord, like, it feels like they had this on a computer, like, two years ago, and they completely forgot about it, and then some dev was just going through their, their documents and found some patch for, <laughs> for Mario Party, and it was like, oh, we should probably just put this out, huh? Like, it's not even Mario's 35th anniversary anymore, but fuck it, let's just, let's just put it out. 
Um, as alongside this as well, I, d I don't know if any of you guys got this, but they sent out like a survey about Mario. Um, and it was super weird. It was like, how do you currently feel about Mario? And it was like, I've That's never funny. liked Mario. I'm tired of Mario. <laughs> it's like, they were basically just testing the waters to see if people are just tired of Mario games. Um, just cause obviously it was like a whole year of just nothing, but like talking about Mario, whether it was like the superstar thing or all you know, stars mobile world, all yeah. stars yeah it's like so i i don't know what's going on there but it's super weird nintendo just keeps surprising us i guess <laughs> yeah anyways i guess this next new story do you want to introduce it justin or not justin charlie yeah yeah um so basically david jaffe who is the or who was the the game director of like the original god of war and twisted metal um, and some other smaller games like Drawn to Death. Um, he did an interview with a, I think it was a Spanish Twitch streamer um, yesterday. Um, and they were just sort of talking about the industry and that kind of thing. Um, and they got onto the topic of a game idea that this guy had. And basically David like stopped him midway and was like, look, you can't pitch me stuff. But I have this concept art for these games we were planning to do. Um, so one of them is... I like a superhero fighting game basically he didn't go into much about the gameplay but basically showed some concept art and stuff and it looked very similar to something like drawn to death um and it was just like all these different kind of superheroes fighting and it was going to be titled like guardians um and the, they pitched it to sony and apparently had like a working prototype and stuff um but that one fell through and they also had a, a like a horror um movie style fighter which had like um, the concept art showed like Jason Voorhees from like Friday the Thirteenth and stuff. Was this was before Drawn to Death? I'm guessing it was before. No, Drawn so to Death. so this was after Drawn to Death. So this was oh, before okay. the studio shut down, but after Drawn to Death came out. Um, so yeah, I, he didn't say if Slashes had like a prototype or stuff, but it seemed as though Guardians happened and then Slashes. Um, but yeah, he just kind of pulled it up, so it's all like he just has it lying around on his PC and stuff. But he said like one day he may end up doing these because he's kind of been more recently interested in maybe getting back into games okay. but he's not sure where he would do that because <laughs> i don't think sony really like him these days lately. yeah yeah exactly um but yeah i don't know it'd be really interesting to see if this is something he does like i personally really like drawn to death i thought it was oh, a really yeah, cool so. cool idea and the gameplay was fun um, it's just a shame it didn't take off, especially because it was on PS Plus. Like, I, I don't think enough played it, even though I loved Drawn to Death. Like, launch, the GIFs so. I would play as you killed someone. Like, no multiplayer game has that to this day. That was, like, really cool to see. And, yeah. yeah, just the, the art style and the, the gunplay, and just you don't really get many, like, arena shooters anymore. And it was just something kind of unique. Um, but yeah, I hope he gets back into games because I really like his stuff. And uh, these ideas sound cool enough as a concept so i'd be interested to see what happens with those because you never know maybe we see these games come to life at some point um but yeah just a small news story i thought i'd uh, bring up nice nice yeah definitely hopefully he goes back into games at some point because he definitely has made some pretty interesting and you know i personally really liked on the dev as charlie said as well as you know obviously god of war i still have never played twisted metal i do want to do that eventually but mm. yeah Anyways, moving on, a uh, small news story that uh, broke actually today was that Jedi Fallen Order is going to be receiving a next-gen upgrade for free later this summer. Um, this is not to be confused with the already FPS boost that they dropped as like a free update that I want to say was like back in December or so. 
um, that made the game go to 60 FPS. This is actually going to be like a full-on upgrade. I'm guessing it's going to go to 4K and all that sort of thing. Um, I'm not sure the details that they specify what this next-gen upgrade was. Do you know, Charlie? Uh, no, it was just kind of like, because it was in a blog post that um, Star Wars put up on for like May the 4th because um, that's like next week so it was just them talking about what's going on with games and they said it's sometime this summer my guess is that ea play we're gonna get an announcement for jedi fallen order 2 or whatever it's called and they'll be like hey and we're re-releasing fallen order on next gen and it looks better and here's a newer character model and it runs at 4k 60 because even on like ps5 it runs at 60 but the frame or the uh, resolution still locked i believe at like 1300p or something um so just because of limitations of how the it's like a ps4 pro patch type thing so they couldn't do too much to it um so yeah i i'd really be interested in replaying it again plus i've already got the platinum so hopefully they'll have like a um a save transfer just like most of these next gen upgrades so i can just transfer my save and get my progress and my platinum and stuff um yeah it's really cool it's a great game so i'm looking forward to getting this upgrade and yeah, hopefully it's alongside an announcement of a, a sequel. That's true. I didn't really think about that because the game's been out for over like a year and a half now, kind of. So mm. definitely in that territory where it's possible. I guess speaking of Respawn, we don't have this on the dock, but I know there was like a new Apex season that just launched, right? Do you want to talk uh, about it that comes, a bit? It comes out next week. Um, it's, gotcha. it's meant to be pretty sizable, mainly because they're, they're stretching outside of Battle Royale. So there's going to be a 3v3 um like round based mode kind of similar to csgo and valorant where you you're basically buying weapons and abilities at the start of each round um so it's got like an economy system and stuff it looks pretty fun um and they're launching that alongside some map changes and a new bow weapon as well as like a a new um apex champion who is she can kinda like related. fly, right? Kinda. Yeah, so I she's got like a jetpack, of... which kind of works like Diva's jetpack in um, Overwatch. If you guys have played that, um, just to give her sort of like a bit of height and things. Um, but she's like the daughter of Viper, who was one of the bad guys in Titanfall Two. Um, so her weapons and stuff are based off of his Titan from that game. So they're kind of blending more of the Titanfall universe That's into cool. Apex, which is really cool. Um, which ties into like one of the characters from Titanfall 2, Blisk, is like a big part of the story now, and he's meant to be coming to the game soon. So, yeah, I'm really looking forward to what they're doing with Apex because I love Titanfall, so whenever they bring in new stuff from that universe, it's always good to see. Yeah, still wanting a Titanfall 3. I don't know how likely that is at this point right now, but still want that eventually. Hmm. Anyways, I guess as our final news story, this was quite surprising. Neil Druckmann was on a podcast earlier this week, and he was kind of just talking about what he's working on, right? Um, he essentially just kind of announced that he and Haley Gross, obviously the two writers at you know Naughty Dog, working on um, The Last of Part Two, right? Main one's credible for that. They already have outlined generally, you know, what a third game would look like in the series. They wanted to, you know, emphasize that it's not currently being developed at Naughty Dog. Because um, obviously we kind of assume it's going to be a new IP, right? Um, but nonetheless, they do have an outline for if they are eventually to go to a third game, that what it would look like. So, to me, this is kind of surprising that he kind of you know put this out there because they were kind of quiet about you know a part two after Last of Us. They kind of were you know tight-lipped about it, right? Until they announced the game, especially considering that we're only like six months or like actually no, close to a year now after part one or part two came out that they're already kind of talking about that. Uh, for me, it's kind of. 
I think like the biggest thing here is that they're open to doing a third game, right? Like we never really knew where they stood at the end of part two. I don't think Neil ever really commented on if there would be a third game in the series or if they had stories left to, you know, tell. But this kind of, you know, confirms that they want to do a third game eventually because I don't think you'd generally outline a third game unless you had intentions of doing one, right? Uh, so I've always said in the past that I think they'll do a new IP. And then I think after that, they're going to go back to Last of Us Part 3. And that will probably be like the final Last of Us. Uh, that's been my prediction. But yeah. Uh, what did you guys think about this? Kind of like a surprise this week. It, I mean, I think it, like, yeah, it came out of the blue, really. Like, <laughs> I was definitely not expecting to see or to hear that from him. Um, and yeah, as you said, like, I definitely think um, you wouldn't like go out of your way to say something like this if you didn't intend on making it. I feel like now... Like, I feel like Last of Us 3 has to happen eventually, you know? I feel like there's yeah. no way that they don't do it. Um, it's just, I feel like it's not a matter of if, it's more of when they'll do it. Um, and I think that answer is basically that the end of the generation, they'll do the same thing with Last of Us 1 and 2. Um, they'll, like, yeah, they'll, you know, for the PS5 generation, they'll want to get a new IP going, and then probably, like, to close it off. Seven years later again, they'll, like, do Last of Us Part 3. And, yeah, I, I guess that could probably be the last one. Uh, make it, like, a trilogy, you know? Would you guys want a third game? Uh, I don't. I, I think don't, it depends on what it is. <laughs> yeah. I think, I think if they've got like, an interesting story ab- to tell. <laughs> For me, at the end of The Last of Us, like, I didn't necessarily want a second game. Like, I was never one of those people that didn't want one, right? I was open to it if Naughty Dog wanted to make it cool. I feel like after the sequel, though, based on the way the game ended... I really want a third one just because I don't like I really enjoyed part two right but I definitely want there to be a different closing of that series than what we got with part mm. two I think part two is a really cool you know it has a really cool theme to it right um, Neil kind of also addressed this that with part two they kind of essentially outlined what the last of the series is you know it's these different kind of themes with part one obviously focusing on love and part two focusing on love but like you know the negative side of love right so I'm guessing a part three will be like a different kind of, you know, theme to that, which will be interesting. Um, so you kind of hinted at something like that there. Uh, but yeah, I definitely really want a third game, especially after the way, you know, part two ended. But yeah. Mm-hmm. What were yeah, you guys going to say? I, so I mean, like, I think everyone should go and listen to the podcast. I don't know if you guys listen to the whole thing. Um, it's like 40 minutes long on Spotify. I think the podcast is called Script Apart, I think it's called. Yeah, so they mainly do fil- film stuff, but um, he got Neil and Hallie on for this. And, like, there's a lot of, like, interesting tidbits just about the development of Part 2. Um, and it seems like it changed quite a bit over the years. Um, like, Hallie talks about how before she joined the project, um, it was way more of, like, an open-world game at one point. Mm-hmm. Um, and you would basically have like a map and you'd be exploring areas and stuff. Um, and they were basically trying to fit that into the game. And Joel had like a girlfriend and that was a much bigger part of the story and things. Um, so it, it's kind of interesting to hear that kind of thing. Cause you, you don't really, especially with PlayStation games, you really don't hear too much about, um, how games progress. You like, it's very rare we see, um like or even hear about how games kind of evolve through their development um so i think that was pretty cool to to sort of learn about um and when it came to like the part three stuff it was kind of a thing of when they were finishing up the game he he kind of said they sat down and just sort of came up with ideas um for where it could go next and it wasn't really anything more than that 
um and he did like preface that by saying like hey it's it's we're not working on this but when we finish big projects we look at loads of different options so he was saying there that they were looking at existing ips new ips and then also looking into like their back catalog and whether they'd want to do something there so who knows maybe they they do a new jack game at some point um i i think that was the most interesting takeaway for me is that they seem like at the moment even now they're not really sure what they want to do um which i think also kind of ties i think that kind of ties into the whole last of us remake thing because there was like a lot of stuff going on last week where like Jason Schreier was saying it feels like there's a lot of the team that aren't really working on anything right now, so it's more just a stopgap. So maybe we never even get that remake because they end up moving on to another project and they just kind of leave the remake behind. No, there's no way. That game's like towards um, the end of its development cycle. I mean, yeah, it's like I would assume it will, but the thing is with that kind of thing is like they're only working on it right now because they've got nothing else to work on. Yeah, but I mean, you don't put in resources and pay like these hundreds of developers, right, to work on something if it's never going to turn around with profit. I'm sure if they're developing right now, it's going to come out. Can they just, can they just, they're not just like free working and just work. I I mean, like, it doesn't necessarily mean like it's cancelled, but it like, it doesn't also mean that Naughty Dog are the ones that finish off the game. Like, it might just be that they decide they want to work on something else and one of the other studios... I mean, I, I think we're putting take over the game black again. and white as it is. Like, it's not like the whole team is working on that. A lot of Naughty Dogs right now are working on factions, and I imagine that if they were to do that, like, sure, as this new IP is ramping up, they'll take team... You know, they'll, they'll take members from the team, right? But it's not like they're all, you know, all 300 developers or so are working on the same thing at once. Like, I'm sure... It's not going to be yeah, like I'm, one I day mean, we'll we're see. like, oh, we're just going to take everyone off of this and work on a new IP. Like, I don't know. For, for me, from what my takeaway from like listening to the podcast was that right now they're not really working on anything major. And that's been the case for a while. Um, I think right now they're just planning out stuff. And I think they're just coming up with lots of different ideas. Um, especially because I imagine Sony are not pressuring them right now to, you know, start diving in like headfirst into something new because Naughty Dog's such a big studio now and I'm sure they want to make sure that whatever they're going to work on is going to be something that they're going to want to work on for a long period of time. Did he specifically say that they didn't know what they're going to work on? Because I feel like that'd be kind of like very surprising considering part two came out like 10 months ago. Well, he was basically just saying that like when they finish major projects, they take a lot of time as a team to Mm -hmm. look back on their previous work and whether they want to work on that stuff or want to work on something new. So to me, that sounded like they're just kind of figuring things out right now. Um, but who knows? Maybe they are like super deep in development or something, but I doubt it personally. I feel like oh, they were not. They won't be like in like I'm sure whatever stage they're at right now. Like most of the team is probably working on faction slash this remake, yeah. right? But like. I don't know. I feel like maybe he's talking about the past ones. I feel like I'd be very worried right now if Naughty Dog didn't have an, like it didn't already have a project selected for what they wanted to do next, considering it's been almost a year since part two. But that's. Just I me. mean, it depends. How, like, if Factions has grown into a much bigger thing, then they might have a lot more people on that team than we realize, and they might only have like what ten, twenty people just sort of sat in a room, putting together ideas for this new IP because especially if it's a new IP that stuff takes a lot of time before you you really start getting more people on the project 
um because you haven't just got all the these assets and like ideas and lore that you can just start with you have to create an entire world and stuff so like it's it's not something you can just chuck together um so i don't know we'll see like last of us for example like it's not like that game just started out of nowhere that took many many years of development um during like uncharted 3's life cycle so um and that was going on in the background so we'll see um yeah, yeah everyone should go listen to the podcast because it's uh it's really good nice nice any closing thoughts justin or anything like that uh no that's pretty much it you guys summed up everything pretty well yeah. so exciting yeah i'm looking forward to seeing this remake and factions of course as we've always been waiting for hmm. uh, do you yeah. think we will see something like E3 time. I think I think we'll see factions and we'll see the remake at E3. Like right. at June yeah, I, th- I think that's it's been a year. Yeah, I think yeah. I think factions for sure we'll see, and a remake isn't exactly that hard. I mean, they just as I said, like I think two weeks ago, like they just finished making like a twenty-hour new game that was full of new stuff. Like if you're remaking a game that you've already done before, it's not going to take that long. Like it will be sizable because it's a PS5 remake, right? I'm sure they're going to want to make it look really good and make it feel really good to play, but it's a remake mm-hmm. still. I think both of I think factions and this remake will come out by the end of the year, but that's just personally what I think. But yeah, right. it'll be exciting as we get closer. Um, hopefully, Sony announces some sort of you know June event. The thing is, like I think even with the, the PS5 one they did, they announced it like a week or like literally the week before uh, it happened. So you know we might not even find about this you know find out about one existing until the very end of May or something. So only time will tell. I definitely think. The state of play we got today with Ratchet and Clank being very focused on Ratchet being, you know, people are like, I, I know there was like one guy I was talking to in the VC was like, uh, why didn't they just wait like a week before, you know, or like wait a month later and have like a bigger state of play. I think the fact that they got this state of play with only two indie games and Ratchet and Clank is because that's really all they really have outside of like an E3 showcase. You can't wait until yeah. June to showcase Ratchet when it's coming out that week. And then, you know, the two small announcements, I'm sure, you know with like subnautica already coming out in may like i definitely think they're just waiting for their big you know showcase in june so hopefully we'll get something there and yeah anyways uh as i always remind you every single week if you have any feedback comment suggestion topics or anything like that leave it of course in the comment section down below or make our way to our discord which you can find the link in the description below uh yeah next week we'll see you then on episode 25 of critically incorrect take care yeah see you later